Welcome to another podcast episode of DIY Guitar Making. I also produce video episodes of DIY Guitar Making live in the workshop. To find both the podcasts and the videos all in one place, go to DIYGuitarMaking.com. You can even subscribe to the email list there to receive new episodes, both the videos and the podcasts, directly in your inbox as they come out. Again, that's DIYGuitarMaking.com. And with that, let's get to the show. All right, so the first question comes from Keith Short. Keith writes, You mentioned building a radius dish. I have done the math and built one using the shim method. Um, So this is from a video that I did, or it was from one of my earlier Q&As, where I talked about the shim method of building a radius dish. It's a method where you don't need a CNC machine or anything crazy like that to build yourself a radius dish. So that's what he's talking about here. I have done the math and built one using the shim method. Thick base with shims to allow thin sheet to be pulled into spherical shape. That describes it well. A link to my video showing construction at the end of suffering through my ukulele intro. Yeah, I watched the the video. The ukulele was nice. And um, the video, if you guys want to check it out, uh, I'm not going to load it into this video because I don't know if Keith would want me to do that. But anyway, he gives the link there. And I watched the video, and it was a nice speed through of the process of putting down these shims and gluing a thin sheet of plywood to the shims to give you that spherical shape. So if you want to visually see what I'm talking about, you can check out that video. I used flathead screws to pull down the quarter inch thick plywood sheet. I built a second small radius dish for vacuum clamping back braces. For that one, I first sanded the narrow side of a 14 inch length of two by four lumber to the dish radius, creating a convex shape on one side of the timber. I then attached coarse sandpaper to the two by four tool and sanded the radius into the face of a three quarter inch thick, 24 inch square sheet of plywood. A bit tedious, but it worked well. Um, Yeah, it sounds tedious, (laughs) Uh, but yeah, that'll work. One uh, little detail of that, and I'm sure you know this, Keith, but that will give you a, not a spherical radius, that would give you just like this contour board I have here, it'll give you a radius in just one direction, which can also work for gluing up plates. It works differently, your guitar will come out with a radius in one direction, but, um, that's still okay. It's not what most people do. Most people use a a straight up radius dish, but that is a way to get the job done and still have a pretty good radius on your guitar. So I just wanted to mention that and highlight what Keith was talking about there. Those are, both of those are cool ideas. Um, the shim method and the, that pop was, uh, the metal cans I have over there, when as the uh, shop either heats up or cools down, sometimes they just pop on you. Wakes you up. Okay. So anyway, nice job, Keith. 
Next question, Sergeant Horvath. 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 Hi, do you use cut down flooring sheet plastic tongues for your GoBar deck? The yellow ones. So, um, I believe, I don't know what cut down flooring sheet plastic tongues are, but I know what he's asking. He's asking about the GoBars that I use on my GoBar deck. I'm going to grab one to show you guys. Actually, I grabbed two different types that I have. This is the old style that I used to use and still use for certain light duty tasks. These are just um, kite rods. So this is the material used to create like the structure of a kite. So I'd imagine you can get these at like um, wherever you get kite supplies. I don't know. Uh, they're a bit more light duty. I switched to these which are fiberglass and I get them from Stu Mac. This is what Stu Mac today sells as Go Bars. Okay? They are fiberglass. I don't know where they come from. A lot of things with Stu Mac uh, are pulled from somewhere else, some other industry, like their binding tape. I'm sure that's tape. I don't know what it's for actually, but um, they, you know, found a certain tape that was used for something else, some other commercial application and found out that it works well as binding tape and voila presented it to you guys same thing with these I would guess I'm speculating here but I'd imagine this comes from something and uh, maybe it is what he's talking about but I don't know sergeant what cut down flooring sheet plastic tongues are Maybe they're these. Anyway, to answer your question though, Stu Mac is where I get these, if that was your question. Russell Scott writes, the true oil finish sounds interesting. Is it easier to get an even finish on the cedar top with true oil over French polish? Is the true oil instruction separate from the main course on your site? Um, so first I'll answer the second question. Yes, the true oil, I have a true oil course teaches you how to do a true oil finish on an acoustic guitar and that course is both sold as its own separate thing and also it is a part of the building an OM acoustic course. So if you buy the building an OM acoustic course, uh, at the very end of that course you will see all the content for the true oil course as well. But you can also purchase that course as its own separate thing if you don't want to spend the money for the entire building an OM acoustic course. Okay? So there's both. Um, is, tr is it easier to get an even finish on the cedar, on a cedar top with true oil over French polish? Uh, they're very much the same as far as getting, you know, a good flat even finish. I don't think one is e easier than the other and especially the way that I do true oil is very similar to French polish anyway, technique-wise. Uh, usually when people say French polish, what they're referring to is a certain hand rub technique used with shellac. So uh, you can get similar results either with true oil or shellac. And I just got one more question here. Actually, it's a comment from DALG Guitars. 
and he writes, I'm sure you know this by now, but if you are doing a 12 thousandths of an inch string and you have a 10 thousandths of an inch file, you can rock the file side to side to create more width. And yes, thank you for that, D-A-L-G guitars. Um, yes, you can, what he's referring to is I did a nut slotting demonstration and I was using the gauged files that you purchase from luthier suppliers or off of Amazon or anything like that where you have the individual, an individual file for each gauge of string. But one thing that you can do on the cheap is you could just use one thin file or even a, um, you know, some people, if you really want to do it on the cheap, is use a um, razor saw that you can get from like a hobby store. And you can cut all your slots with just one file or, or that one razor saw simply by rocking the saw or the file from side to side to create more width. Of course, this is more work. It's a little bit more tedious and you have to, um, you have to focus more when you're doing it because you are by eye and by hand adjusting the width to fit each string independently. Uh, whereas if you just get a set of gauged files, it's a pretty surefire thing that you're going to get the right width on each string as long as you select the right file. But yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. That is sort of an old trick. It, it, it is in the old uh, Dan Early one. You mentioned Dan Early one in his question too. It's in the old Dan Early one guitar repair book from from when I started out. <laughs> I don't remember when that book came out, but uh, that was one of the first books I read, actually, was, was Dan Earlywine's Guitar Repair Manual. And uh, I don't know what edition they're on now, but that book uh, is still uh, a, a good read today. So anyway, thanks for bringing that up. Alright, let's go bend some side slats. If you enjoyed this and you learned something here, please subscribe and leave a review on whatever platform that you are enjoying this on at the moment. And if you want to really learn more, take one of my structured online courses at ericshaferguitars.com. Or you can register for a hands-on guitar building workshop here with me in Burnville, Pennsylvania. Bye for now.